We're nonviolent with people who are nonviolent with us. We, but we are not nonviolent with anyone who is violent with us. And now that I have the independence of action, it's my intention to work with everybody or against everybody, whatever the case may be, to try and get some kind of immediate solution to the problems that are confronting our people. Welcome to episode one of Chicano Comrade, the podcast where we talk about everything from news, current events, politics, from a leftist Chicano point of view. Today we're going to talk about, in our first episode, Black Lives Matter and All Cops Are Bastards. We're going to talk about the unjust murder of George Floyd. But before we talk about the murder, I want to talk about who he was. So, Mr. George Floyd was born in Fayetteville, North Carolina, October 1973. He then grew up in Houston's Third Ward. George Floyd was an early influence into Houston rap, even making some songs with DJ Scroop. He grew up as an athlete known for being crazy athletic from playing basketball to doing crazy things in the end zone as a wide receiver. And growing up in Houston, and in 2007, he was charged for being involved in a home invasion. He then spent five years in prison being paroled in 2013, when he then became a community activist. He got involved in Resurrection Houston Ministries, Later, in 2014, Mr. George Floyd decided to move to Minneapolis, Minnesota to look for a new job. He decided to look for work, working as a truck driver and doing security at a restaurant. George Floyd was known for a lot of things, mostly his community activism and for being a kind person, being nicknamed Gentle George. Now, May 25th of 2020... George Floyd decided to get some groceries, and he was accused of using a fake $20 bill. This was after he made his purchase, and then the clerk of the story where he went decided to call the police because she thought it was a fake $20 bill. The police get there quickly, you know, because $20 bills is something that's super important. So when the police arrive, Mr. George Floyd is in his car. Because, of course, the one thing that you do after you use a fake $20 bill is hang outside the store in your car. So Mr. Floyd was arrested and then put into the police squad car that evening. 
he was later taken out of that squad car by Officer Derek Chauvin that decided, even though Mr. Floyd was already handcuffed, he was going to restrain him by kneeling on his neck for nine minutes. Out of those nine minutes, he was unconscious for three. After pleading that he couldn't breathe, he was later transported to the hospital where en route two Minneapolis fire department medics tried to revive him and could not find a pulse. He was then declared dead on arrival. Then we go into where the police tried to protect their own. The whole video of the incident was posted. Everyone saw, and these four officers that were involved were put on administrative leave. And then you put out this autopsy that's usually done by the state. So in this autopsy that was done by the state, it tries to take away blame from the officer that killed him. And I'm going to read it. The autopsy revealed no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxiation or strangulation. Mr. Floyd had underlying health conditions including coronary artery disease, hypertensive heart disease, and a combined the combined effects of Mr. Floyd being restrained by the police, his underlying health conditions, and any potential intoxicants in the system likely contributed to his death. So they're saying that his prior health conditions, his heart problems, and he, maybe he was high on drugs is what caused his death. Not this officer kneeling on his neck for nine minutes, three minutes while he's unconscious after his pleas for his life. That's not the reason. So then the family has to get a second autopsy, which then declared it that he died of mechanical asphyxiation. So he crushed his windpipe. So imagine your son just gets killed and the police and the state try to cover it up, saying that he died because of his underlying diseases, his heart disease. Maybe he was high on drugs. So then there were another three officers involved. Um, so the total of four officers involved were Derek Chauvin, Thou, J. Alexander King, and Thomas Lane, which two of these officers were rookies. One of them was on his fourth day. And, and why are you putting police to that, that are only working four days patrolling the streets? It, it doesn't make sense. I, in my job specifically... Had to go orientation for a month before I could even work at the my actual job place. So then, after everybody sees these videos, they, they, they put them on administrative leave. Don't charge them. Don't suspend them without pay. And then you charge him with third-degree murder. And I could be corrected if I'm wrong. I'm not a criminal justice major or work in the criminal field. But third degree matter is when you accidentally kill somebody. So then after days of protests and riots, you charge him with second degree murder, which is you don't have the intent to kill him, but you don't do anything from stopping from killing him. Like I said, I could be wrong. I don't know much about, you know, criminal justice, but... This is one of the reasons they were protesting. And let's go back to Derek Chauvin, which 
why he had a job with the Minneapolis Police Department when this happened, I don't know. Because this man has had more than a dozen civil complaints of him abusing his power. And it had multiple involvements in other police killings. So in 2011, he was involved in an unlawful shooting of a Alaskan native, Leroy Martinez. And he was also involved in the death of Ira Latrell Tolls, an unarmed 21-year-old black man. And then he's also via, he's also involved in the death or un, unjustful murder of Wayne Reyes, who was shot 16 times while unarmed. And a total of 42 rounds by his him and his fellow officers were fired. Now, I, I don't understand. If you have these many things against you, how you're still a cop. If you're a nurse or you're a doctor, you lose your license for any kind of misconduct that puts people's lives in danger. Why are you still a cop if you're if you're involved in this many unlawful killings? And then you have a system that protects itself that many of these cases are unsolved, unopened, or just closed. I, I, I don't get it. And then, so now because you have this, at first you don't charge the officers, you don't suspend them, you put them on administrative paid leave. So this man just killed a man on video, the whole nation, the whole world sees it, and he's still getting paid in the comfort of his own home. So, of course, people were upset. They're going to, first, they want to go protest. And then riots in Minneapolis started. The Target burned down. The AutoZone burned down. And a few small businesses also got looted. But then people are condemning the looters, but they aren't condemning the reason why they're looting. They're looting because they just saw an innocent man get killed on video and nothing was done about it so then the the way you see it is people just aren't gonna be silent and protest peacefully whenever and 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 it wasn't the actual peaceful protesters that started all this looting and fires you know many minneapolis and minnesota officials have charged all right members and other people not affiliated with the Black Lives Matter movement and protests, they're the one that started the looting. They're the one that started the fires, trying to incite violence, trying to discredit the Black Lives Matter movement. But in in a case where they were doing it and why they continue to burn and loot, what what other choice do you give them? You know, the economy, the, I'm sorry, the economy's completely collapsed. Nobody has a job. You give them a payment of $1,200 once. They can't afford food. These people don't have jobs. And you expect them to not be upset when this happens? 
they're burning they're burning down a system that has burned down the world for them they they left them with low end jobs nothing for the proletariat but poverty it 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 only caters to commodities and capitalism as as far as people are concerned they're going to burn it all down because it 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 does nothing for them so I don't know. I just, I just have a problem with people getting upset. Oh, but why are they getting? Why aren't they pe- um, protesting peacefully? And then they go on and quote Dr. King, how he wanted to be peaceful, but then they don't realize that the civil rights um, bill was passed after he was assassinated, and there was riots for seven days. So riots work. But then you have the police inciting violence, killing people. And then you also have, I mean, of course, you have those anarchists that hijack the movement. And then they unintentionally discredit what the peaceful protesters are doing. I get it. I I get it for the need to destroy everything in a system that has done nothing for you, but this fight isn't yours, especially if you're a white teenager, a white man, you know, burning buildings at a Black Lives Matter protest. I I, I get it why you want to burn the whole establishment down, but it's not your fight. Follow black leaders, make make sure their voices are heard, and then use your white privilege to protect them. Shield them from rogue police. And then just don't try to be at the head of the movement. And I mean, also, it's not just them that are start starting the violence, inciting violence. You know, it's also police. Um, from the case of Louisville... Kentucky there was a man who was doing what he does almost every night he sells barbecue uh, Mr. David McAfee he wasn't protesting he was just hanging out selling his barbecue and there was a crowd of people just also just hanging out but then the Louisville Police Department decided they wanted to enforce the curfew and by doing so shooting Mr. McAfee like like the answer to a protest to police brutality is to incite more police brutality. Make make it make it make sense. So then, just rest rest in peace to Mr. McAfee, and then also rest in peace to Sarah Grossman, who was killed by tear gas. That then later caused her asthmatic reaction until she could no longer breathe. At at what point do we realize that fighting fire with fire doesn't work? And it just comes to the point to when are we going to hold these police accountable? When are we going to hold them accountable when they're pushing down 75-year-old men and that their ears bleed or they shoot an adolescent man in the head making them lose their eye which by the way all these war crimes 
tear gas was banned in Geneva War Convention after World War One. Why are you using it on your own citizens? And it just it just doesn't make sense to me. And it's gonna keep happening until we dis disband the police, defund them. And obviously we just wanna say abolish it, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. But going back to the protests. So now we find out that these officers are charged. Derek Chauvin charged with second-degree murder, uh, amongst other charges. But then the four other officers, one of them which turned themselves in, they're charged with being an accessory in aiding and abetting second-degree murder. So we get... Kind of, we kind of get what we want from these protests, but this is not a reason to protest because this is a reaction to all the outcry and riots and protests, but we can't stop now. We have to keep protesting. We have to keep protesting, protesting for Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor, who was just sleeping in her home, and then the police decided to shoot her eight times. So Breonna Taylor was peacefully sleeping in her home. And then there was a clerical error where the police in plain clothes decided to do a raise. I mean, a raid. And then they go into the wrong house, shoot the house up. So even if they got the right house, their plan was to just go in and shoot the house up. They killed Breonna Taylor, who was an EMT working in a global pandemic. Shoot her and kill her. Shoot her eight times. And then her boyfriend, who obviously thought they were home invaders because they were in plain clothes, did not announce themselves, is arrested for aggravated assault on an officer. This is why we protest. This is why there's riots. This is why there's national outcry. This is why we have to keep doing it. We can't can't be complicit with just the charge of four officers. We have to make sure laws are passed that make officers afraid for each step each step that they take. So they're gonna be afraid to oh shit, am I gonna fuck up and accidentally kill somebody? Which most of these are not accidental. But we keep letting them get away with it. And that's why we have to keep protesting so they don't. There has to be a reason. There has to be no reason why officers are still having jobs after multiple cases of aggression, assault. And they still have a job. You know, if somebody in the medical field messes up once, then it causes somebody to lose their life. They're not going to be working in the medical field anymore. It's not hard. And then we keep letting these cops get away with it by putting them in administrative leave after shooting a unarmed black man. We have to hold this system accountable. We have to make cops be afraid in the actions that they take so they don't hurt anybody anymore and just again rest in peace to Breonna Taylor um 
for being murdered in such such an unjust way. And to the people protesting, don't be happy with cops kneeling. This whole thing started because a cop kneeled on somebody's neck. Don't don't be happy with that. Don't let them fool you. There, this is all a PR stunt. This is all for good good PR. Because they're gonna deal with you, and then two hours later they're gonna gas you and hit you with rubber bullets. Don't let them kneel with you. Don't trust these cops. Their one job is to incriminate you. And just don't let them kneel with you. Don't let them march with you for sure. Because they're, they're, most cops are really not just trying to march with you for the cause. It's, it's a form of pacifism to keep you from getting aggressive to their aggression. Because 90% of the time, these protests turn violent because of police. Police enforcing curfew, like police in Chicago, um, changing the curfew last minute, and then attacking the people that are past curfew that they don't even know is there. So don't let these police march with you. They're not your friends. They want to learn your tactics, incriminate you. So don't be happy with them. We must recognize that these police kneeling and marching with protesters are not your friend. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. And we must recognize that from a regular police deputy or officer just marching with somebody to Kamala Harris protesting. Kamala Harris is the police. She's done everything in her power to keep people in the police mostly to keep them as a workforce you know the california fires she did everything in her power to keep those people in prison so they can work the fires for about two dollars a day so don't let it fool you that kamala harris is at these protests clapping for justices at the hand of the police system when she is a police system you know she just uses a police system for a capitalist advantage and at, at one point it just it has to stop and going to the term of a cab because all cops all cops are bastards and we're not saying individually um you know you're you're not a bad person you know obviously there is those cops that try to make a difference but one bad apple spoils a bunch nobody's gonna buy a barrel of apples with two or three four rotten apples and they're gonna leave them in there you know that that's not how you fix the problems of the rotten apples you take out those rotten apples and f- Many, many times and many examples that we see that these cops take care of each other. They work for an unjust system that upholds unjust laws. So you're still going to have a bad system. You take out the bad apples and you're left with those people that are trying to do good. They're still working for a bad system so that's that's why we say all cops are bastards you know you know cops aren't here to protect people they're here to protect property and an example of that um that was told a long time ago i don't remember who it was but say a homeless man 
calls the police and says, I haven't eaten in six days. I don't have anywhere to go. I need food. I'm hungry. The, the cops aren't going to give a fuck. You know? They, they're, they're all, they'll probably go to him, write, in, write it down in their little notepad and put it in their desk and forget about it. They're, they're going to remember about that homelessness. But if somebody, you know, in a rich neighborhood calls, there's a homeless man sleeping on a bench in front of an IHOP or in front of an Apple store. They're going to be at that Apple store in, you know, two minutes and kick that homeless man out. They'll probably write him a ticket for loitering. So they're not there to protect people. They're, they're there to protect the property. You know? And it ties into the unjust political system, the unjust criminal system in America, when the prison system is almost an $80 billion industry. We're the only company that, I mean, we're the only country in the world that uses private prisons, which is crazy. You know, their, their only goal, their only goal as a private prison is to fill up their beds. So then you lobby to these congressmen, to the sen- to these senators to make more arrests, to criminalize petty drug charges, to criminalize a mom trying to enroll her daughter in a better school. Then she goes and goes to prison for eight years. You know, it, it just feeds and adds Kindle into the prison industrial complex. So it, it just keeps adding fuel to the capitalist machine. You you keep people poor and then you criminalize being poor being poor. And then you put these people in prison for being poor. It, it so and you just target minorities at a disproportionate rate than white people for drugs, for you know enrolling your kids in in school. I, I don't know what what's her name from Full House. Um, only got thirty days probo- probation or some shit like that. But then you you have a mom that got eight years for trying to enroll her kids in a better school. Or you have a mom who gets arrested for leaving a kid on a bench, which she could see, which she could see from her job interview. She gets arrested for that, and then fills up another bed in the prison industrial complex. So, cops uphold these unjust laws to put more people in prisons. That that's what they're here for, you know. So, their job is to protect property and uphold the status quo. And then you have these police, you know, institutions. Where I mean, I, honestly, I don't believe in police reform. When you have police originating from slave patrols, you know that that shit has to be abolished and changed. Um, community oversight over policing, you know, no community policing because that's still policing. And we'll say fuck 12 to any kind of 12, it doesn't really matter. But 
then you give them the power you you build a system in which police think they're above the law because who's going to police the police and then you have they're able to do what pretty much whatever they want so there is a study done by um it's called it's called mapping the police mapping the police.org um is where i got these numbers but um from 2013 to 2019 um by the way in 2019 police killed 1099 people but from 2013 to 2019 there were 7666 people killed by police and out of those 7666 only 25 out of those those times only 25 times resulted in a conviction which is 0.1% out of those 7666 times people were killed 70, 74 resulted in charge with no conviction and out of those 7,666, 7,567 results with no charges. <laughs> make it make sense. You know, you're given the power to, to be judge, jury, and executioner, but then try to make everybody believe that they, everybody deserves their, their day in court. But you can't even give them that because cops are going rogue and just thinking they can do whatever they want and just killing everybody. So when are we going to start holding these cops accountable? When are we going to start charging from, for the people they unjustly kill? When are we going to start charging them for abrupt behavior, misconduct, you know, these brutality complaints? And by the way, if if you have a complaint of you you using excessive force, police brutality, and it's proven that you were, you shouldn't be a fucking cop. You shouldn't have a job as a cop. And it's these systems that will protect these cops at all costs that you have these cops out in the streets with no repercussions. And you know. And and it comes back to what what do we do now? Um, from when you have a system that's having poor communities overly overly policed, and these police departments are overly funded, you know, when you have a hundred billion dollars spent on policing each year, a hundred billion. And then 80 billion in jailing people, which then feeds into the prison industrial complex, you know, and just in Baltimore, for every dollar spent on police, 55 cents is spent in education. Why, why is policing more important than education? Why is some dude getting $600 worth of riot gear and then in the global pandemic, I mean, um, doctors and nurses are using garbage bags as gowns. They have to use the same N9, N95 for weeks. They can barely get surgical masks. 
no 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 face shields but then you see every cop in these riot gears to have a face shield just imagine those face shields going to actual doctors and nurses and hospital staff actually trying to make a difference not just not just to make more money for rich people like i said i'm i'm going to say this many times because make it make sense i i need it to make sense um and obviously their sense is to make more money off of rich people by imprisoning them that's why police are have such a big budget but so where do we where do we go you know we're seeing a lot of police departments get defunded um like LAPD losing 109 million dollars um that's still not enough you know we have to decriminalize being poor decriminalize marijuana and drugs decriminalize having to steal to eat you know we shouldn't live in a society where you have to steal to eat you know when you're one of the richest countries in the world and you have the biggest homeless population it shouldn't have to be a dog eat dog world you know you shouldn't be arrested for being poor being homeless in the wrong place you shouldn't be arrested for eating somebody's food out the trash you know decriminalize drug use don't make drug addiction a criminalized criminal problem make it a health problem because it is you know address mental health before these people start going out um and doing doing these mass shootings um because apparently every time commits mass murder they're identified as a you know somebody who has mental issues address those mental issues so we that that's what one of the few steps we can take to fix these things but we need to defund the police have community oversight of the police you know uh, that's one way we can police the police you know if if a if cops get out of hand we we need to make sure there's repercussions you know and then when you defund the police you need to reallocate those funds reallocate those funds into healthcare education housing community oversight for the police you know because you you solve 90% of poverty you i mean you solve poverty you solve you solve 90% of crime and you know and i don't know if those are actual numbers but m- most crime is just poverty being criminalized so we we shouldn't be living in the richest country in the world and you have the biggest home, homeless population because they're poor and then criminalized you know and then it goes back going back to the industrial prison complex which is you know modern day slavery you know you have these men working for three cents a day two dollars a day you have you know inmates that become firemen working the california wildfires making two dollars a day you know working 12 hours putting their lives in danger but they can't even get a job as a fireman afterwards you know, you, you you dehumanize them. You take away the right to vote, and all of this because you try to ramp up so many people in prison 
to make sure private prisons make more money. We need to stop that shit. You know, there there shouldn't we we shouldn't be using prison labor at all. You know, you shouldn't have, you know, underwear companies using inmates to sew underwear or you shouldn't have um, inmates making phone calls, working in a call center. You shouldn't have um, the New Orleans sanitation force go on strike because they don't have adequate PPE and then you replace them with the prison workforce. That shouldn't be happening. You know, it's modern day slavery. And then once they get out of prison, they're they're not citizens. They're second class citizens. They can vote. They can't protect themselves. They can't own any firearms. So that shit needs to stop. You know, make it make sense. Um, so that's going to be it for today. Um, this is kind of all over the place. Um, I lost the original 20 page script. So I'm just kind of going off the head, off my head, um, with a bunch of notes, but it, we can't stop until it's completely abolished eventually and replaced. We, we have to, we have to find better ways to deal with these rogue police, you know, that keep feeding into the prison industrial complex for capitalist profit you know, but that's going to be it for today. Um, just rest in peace to George Floyd, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, rest in peace to Tatia Jefferson, rest in peace to Mike Brown, rest in peace to Tamir Rice, rest in peace to Eric Garner, rest in peace to Sandra Bland, rest in peace to Fernando Castillo, and solidarity forever. <laughs> you feel, however, that uh, that we're making progress in, in this country? No, 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 no. I'm, uh, I will never say that progress is being made. You stick a knife in my back nine inches and pull it out six inches, there's no progress. You pull it all the way out, that's not progress. The progress is healing the wound that's below that the blow made. Have you have they won't even admit the knife is there. <laughs>